welcome to the 54th episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly, and today I have three questions. They're about armadillos, music, and mermaids. Our first question comes from Wolf, who lives in Paraguay. He sent me a photo of an armadillo he saw on holiday in Uruguay and asked me a question about these curious creatures. Over to Wolf. Hello, my name is Wolf Winkler, and I just am four years old. I live in Paraguay where it rains a lot, and I love animals. I would like to know, why do armadillos have little heads and big bottoms? Hi, Will. Thanks for your great question and your amazing photo of an armadillo. You're so lucky to have them where you live and go on holiday. Well, you're right. Armadillos do have quite small heads compared to their big bottoms. I think the most likely explanation for why their heads are small is because the main thing they eat is insects. So their heads need to be small enough to rummage around in little holes and poke their nose and mouth in to find juicy grubs and ants to eat. But did you know that actually all armadillos look a bit different? There are around 20 species of armadillo, all looking a bit different to one another. All armadillos live in the Americas and they have bodies covered in natural armour to protect themselves. The name armadillo means little armoured one in Spanish. Armadillos sleep a lot, around 16 hours a day in their burrows, and in the morning and evening they pop out to find food with their little heads. Some armadillos are tiny. The smallest is called the pink fairy armadillo, which is really weird looking. It's a bit like a little fluffy white mouse with a pink cover over its back for protection. If you Google it, you'll see it's a very strange creature. And some people have even said it looks a bit like a walking piece of salmon sushi. Big white lump with a funny little pink armor on top with nose and claws. On the other hand, there's the giant armadillo that's got loads of teeth more than any other mammal and grows as big as 1.2 meters long. There's a species of armadillo where you live in Paraguay called the screaming hairy armadillo. It has hair growing out of its scales and screams when it's in danger. This is what it sounds like. There's another species of armadillo called the nine-banded armadillo that can cross rivers. They're very heavy, so they often sink in the water and then they can walk across the bottom of the river holding their breath. These clever little creatures can hold their breath for six minutes. That's really impressive. Don't try that at home. Leave it to the armadillos. The only armadillo that can roll into a ball is the Brazilian three-banded armadillo and the southern three-banded armadillo in South America. You might want to read a story about armadillos by a writer called Rudyard Kipling. He wrote The Jungle Book. He was named after a lake. Lake Rudyard in Staffordshire is where his parents spent time together when they first met and they named their baby after their favourite lake, Rudyard. His story that he wrote about armadillos is called The Beginning of the Armadillos 
It's about how armadillos were created when a turtle and a hedgehog taught each other to defend themselves by growing armor like a turtle shell and rolling up in a ball like a hedgehog. Armadillo shells used to be used in Bolivia and Peru to make musical instruments called charangos, which sound a bit like Spanish guitars. Now charangos are made out of wood shaped like an armadillo shell with 10 strings. Here's what a charango sounds like. hope that answers your question, Wolf. Well, our next question is about music. You're probably listening to lots while you're at home. Maybe you're singing too, although I don't suppose many of you are playing music on a charango. Let me know if you are, but you'll all be listening to music of one kind or another. So here's a lovely question about music from Rose. Over to Rose. Hello, my name is Rose and I... I'm seven years old. I live in Great Chew. I like going swimming and going on walks. My question is, who invented music? Thanks, Rose, for your lovely question. It's such a good one. So to answer it for you, I have Jack Savaretti, who's a wonderful musician. His latest album, Singing to Strangers, has songs he wrote along with Bob Dylan and Kylie Minogue. Did you know the name of his album, Singing to Strangers, came from his daughter? A friend asked her what her dad did for a job, and she said, he goes around singing to strangers. Jack thought this was a great name for an album, and so he used it. He has an answer for you, which he's come up with alongside his producer. A producer is a person who helps create music and knows how to record it and make it sound brilliant. Over to Jack. Hi, Rose. Um, I'm Jack Savretti, and I'm here to answer your wonderful question. It's a very good question, such a good question, that I've called in for help from my musical director and good friend, Shannon Harris, who's here with me today. How are you doing, Shannon? I'm good. Hello, Rose. So, who invented music? Right. Well, I don't think any one person invented music. I agree. I think probably, and no one really knows, but I think for thousands and thousands of years, before people were writing any history down or writing any music down, people discovered that they could make music with their voices because the voice is the earliest human instrument people discovered they could make music by singing and singing together and writing songs yeah they use it a lot when they talk about expectation that people have expectations or not they actually use the musical scale to show that if you give a group of people two notes to go back and forward to and then you go mm. to a third note they'll that's automatically right. all anticipate. go they'll, they'll anticipate it, right. yeah but I think what happened was people started singing thousands and thousands of years ago and they probably wrote songs and sang in the evenings to keep each other company and entertain each other because they didn't have any Xboxes or books in those days. And then they probably discovered that if you hit things, you could make music, you could make rhythms, which went well with singing. And then they probably discovered that if you hollowed out bones, you could make flutes and other sounds. So probably music just kind of happened by itself over many, many years. Some might say that music has always existed since the yeah. beginning of man and animals so. and in I nature in general. Part of being a human being, music has been with us as long as we can remember. So that's what I think. No one really knows, but my thought would be that <laughs> no one person invented it. And I would have to agree. So I hope, Rose, you can see why I've needed to call an assistance here. So I hope Shannon Harris and my answer has given you some sort of conclusion to your wonderful question. Thanks so much, Jack Savaretti and Shannon Harris. 
So they think, as I do, that music has always existed as long as we can remember, as people made music with their voices, by singing together, and by writing songs. Singing, writing songs, making music is something you can all do while you're at home for a while. Give it a go. Sing your favourite song, listen to your favourite one, or even write a new one. You could make one up about your mummy or your best friend and then send it to your friend. If you want, you can even record it and send it in to me and I might play it on next week's show. And now for our third question, which comes from Alice. It's about mermaids. Over to Alice. Hello, my name is Alice. I'm seven years old. I like playing dolls and ballet. And my question is, how do mermaids wee? Hi, Alice. What a fun question. Well, mermaids, should they be real, are half human, half fish. They look like humans from the waist up, but they have a fishy tail instead of legs. So I imagine when they wee, they do it the same way that fish do. So how do fish wee? Well, when they eat food, it goes into their stomachs and is broken down. Their body takes out goodness from the food to give them energy and help them grow. And the bits they don't need come out as wee and poo, like humans. Well, you all know how humans wee, but fish do it differently. They wee through their gills, which is the part of their body they use to breathe, or through a hole near their rear ends called a urinary pore, P-O-R-E. Mermaids probably don't have gills as they're half human, so I think to breathe they have to go to the surface of the water and take a big gulp of air, like humans do when they're swimming. So it's more likely mermaids would wee out of their urinary pore. They may well poo the same way fish do, out of a little hole underneath their body near their tail. If you've ever watched a goldfish you have as a pet at home swimming around for long enough, you'll have seen a long string dangling from its bottom. That's its poo. That will just snap off and fall to the bottom of the water. I guess mermaids do a pretty similar thing. This is all guesswork, as I'm not sure any scientist has ever seen a mermaid. It's my best guess, though. Did you know that fish pee gives other creatures in the ocean things they need to live? When a fish pees in a coral reef, the corals wave their tentacles around and they pick up nutrients from the fish pee to help them grow. There's a fish called a clownfish (laughs) that looks like Nemo and Finding Nemo that pees and helps the creatures they live around called anemones to grow. I wonder what creatures would be able to make use of mermaid pee. I hope that answers your question, Alice. So that's our three questions. Wishing you all a lovely week. A big thank you to the wonderful Jack Savaretti and Shannon Harris for telling us all about who invented music. And of course, a big thank you to Rose, Wolf and Alice for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. If you'd like to send me a question, here's what you have to do. Ask an adult to borrow their smartphone. Then open the voice recording app, which on an iPhone is called Voice Memos, but they all have different ones. And then just tell me your name, your age, a bit about yourself and ask me your question. Then ask an adult to email it into me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. 
if you like the show, do rate, review, subscribe, and send it to all your friends who are going to be at home for a little while, so might need something fun to listen to. Wishing you all a lovely week filled with singing, listening to songs, maybe get creative and see if you can draw a mermaid or an armadillo. Will it be a pink fairy armadillo, a giant armadillo, or a screaming armadillo? Thank you so much. Have a good week and goodbye.